What's up, everybody? I'm Joe Longo. This is the Inspired Creativity Podcast. Thank you for being here with me today. Today, I have a very special episode for you. It is my first multi-guest episode. I reached out to a couple friends of mine that are in the coaching and psychology world that are also locked down alone. Maybe you know, maybe you don't. I have been locked down alone in the stay-at-home order by myself and my dog Stella since March 13th, pretty much. And it's been interesting. It's been challenging. And a couple of days ago, I noticed a Facebook post by my friend Maria Two Straps, who is a guest on this episode. And she said, how are my like solo people doing? Meaning, you know, how are the, the, the single people doing that are locked down alone? And I got this idea to reach out to a couple single people that I know that are locked in alone to see if maybe we can shed some light on what it's like being locked in by yourself and maybe share some guidance or tips and tricks to help other people out there. So I reached out to Maria, I reached out to Caitlin Bebb and my good friend Michael Barada. I met Caitlin and Maria in my journey coaching training. They're amazing, very gifted coaches and locked in alone. So I thought, why not reach out and see what comes up with, you know, that intention was, hey, what's it like being locked in alone but we ended up shifting conversation a little bit we start talking about boys and girls and interactions and some pretty deep things we we got we got deep with this conversation so i hope it helps everybody that's listening i you know there's the saying we're all in this together and we all are in this together but being in this together looks different for everybody. Maybe you're locked in with a loved one. Maybe you're locked in alone. Maybe you're locked in with your whole family. It's different. It's challenging for everyone. We all have different circumstances. Maybe you're locked in and you're working. Maybe you're locked in and you're not working. Pretty much my job stopped on March 8th. And besides a couple yoga classes and things that I teach online, there really hasn't been much work happening. It's tricky to take some photographs when you photograph people, when you're locked in and not allowed to be with people. So all of our experiences, yes, are coming from the same place. They're also extremely different. So it's cool to say that we're all in this together, but we're also going through this in completely different ways. So we can't assume that because we've been forced into a lockdown situation that everything is the same for everyone it, it really isn't it, it's different and i hope that this conversation helps you or someone in your life in some kind of way know that it's okay to feel the feels that you're feeling it's okay to be sad it's okay to be angry it's okay to be happy it's okay to be productive it's okay to not be productive the key is to, to listen to yourself. What, what, are, what are you feeling? What are you experiencing? And feel and experience those things. Don't push them down. But instead, really drop into those feelings that you're having. And then reach out. There are a lot of amazing 
offerings happening from meditation classes to yoga classes. I'm offering free 30 minute coaching sessions. Journey coaching where I did my training is offering free 30 minute coaching sessions with hundreds of coaches. You just go on. I will link the, the website. You go on, you fill out a form and you get matched up with coaches that may be a good fit for you. So resources are out there. You don't have to do this alone. Even if you are locked in alone, you don't have to do this alone. People are here to help. And even though, you know, it's called life coaching or coaching, we're here to listen. We're here to be a support and whatever that looks like. Maybe you just need someone to bitch to. We're here. Reach out. And like anything in life, you you have to take the steps to make it happen. And it's scary sometimes saying, hey, I need help. But once you get past that little bit of fear and say, hey, I need help, a whole new world opens up and you can start looking at things from a different perspective. So don't, don't sit back thinking that you have to do this alone. If you are locked in by yourself or if you are locked in with family or friends or people you don't like, there is a support system out here. We're here to help. Please reach out. Send me an email, joe at inspirecreatemanifest.com. Say, hey, I would love to set up a coaching session. Hey, I would love to talk. Whatever. Reach out and we will make something happen. So I'm going to keep the intro short. I have a lot of interesting and fun online offerings happening now. So please head to my website, inspirecreatemanifest.com. You can check out my schedule pretty much Tuesday night. There's a one hour energy meditation class. Wednesday night, there's a one hour Kundalini class via yoga brain. I'm now doing a Thursday noon Kundalini and meditation class. And this week I have a Friday night workshop through Nectar Yoga called The Heart is a Magnet. And then next week we will be back on our Saturday two-hour extended practice as well. All of that stuff is on my website, Inspire Create Manifest. Check out everyone's information. Follow everyone on Instagram and Facebook and everywhere where you can follow these amazing souls. I hope you get as much out of this conversation that I got from having the conversation. And please share with your friends, like, subscribe on any of the podcast platforms that you listen to. And now kick back, grab a cup of coffee or some tea or some wine or a beer or whatever it is and enjoy this conversation. And hopefully there's something in here that helps you in some kind of way. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being part of the Inspired Creativity Podcast family. I truly appreciate each and every single one of you. Have a great day, my friends. What's up, everybody? This is the Inspired Creativity Podcast, and we're weirdos. (laughs) So I gathered some of my weird friends today to be weirdos with me um, to connect and talk about what it's like to be alone, sheltered in place, locked down all by ourselves, and to see if some of these brilliant minds have some tips and tricks for us. So thank you guys for being here with me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for the invite. Yes, thanks for having us.
<laughs> so just about everybody on on this this call, we're we're, re do, we're recording this in Zoom, which is why I feel a little off because I can actually see the people I'm talking to. Um, so for everyone listening, everyone that's on the call, uh, Maria, Caitlin, and Michael, and myself, we're all coaches. We're in the psychology world. I don't even know what else to say. Health, wellness. <laughs> yes. Um, and it, it just happens to be the apocalypse happens. And now we're chilling in our houses alone. Tell, tell the right. wonderful people out in podcast land who, who, who you are and... Oh, well. Well, hello, everybody in podcast land. <laughs> My name is Maria, aka Two Straps. That's um, a nickname I've just had for a while, so you can call me either. I'm a sex and relationships coach. I'm also um, a student, a grad student working on my master's in clinical psych with specializations in clinical counseling and sex therapy. And that's a fucking mouthful, but yeah, <laughs> that's my jam. My goal is to be a couples therapist and a sex therapist in the future. Uh, and yeah, I live uh, by my lonesome here in beautiful Pasadena, California. And how's that been? You work out a lot. You I like do. to throw the weights around as well. <laughs> I do like to throw the weights around. And that's uh, one thing that's, that's messing with me, not being able to be at the gym. But, you know, we got to work our ways around it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for being here um, with us today. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Let's throw it over to, to Caitlin. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi everyone, my name is Caitlin Bebb. I live alone in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, side note, from Pasadena, California, hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? Woo uh, and yes, Maria and I have met IRL. Um, <laughs> I, uh, what to say about this situation? Oh, I guess I should say uh, my areas of inquiry at the moment are conscious dating and cultivating um, magnetic rituals, whatever that means to you. So I like to talk mm. to people about creating routines that um, light them up and make them enjoy their life more. Um, I'm happy to be here. It's been a really fascinating psychological experiment hasn't it because i'm mm -hmm. on day i think today is my day 40. i'm like oh 40 days and 40 nights what what did you get done <laughs> uh <-huh>. right <laughs> um yeah so i'm curious to see what you you all have been up to and kind of you know what is revealed mm -hmm. so i saw one of i think your post the other day um text your crush mm-hmm I, I had a question about that, a thought about that. And I think Mike will, will connect with this as well. I feel in this world that we live in of like the new, like me too world, that boys may sometimes be a little, like I don't wanna send my, someone a message to be like, hey, you're pretty. You know, just because there's so much, there's been so much, so many creeps out there that it's like, I feel like I can't do that. That someone yeah. be like, could you believe that Joe just did this? Yeah. Do you find other, other men or anyone really feels that way? Like, I, would, I wish I can, but it's like the world we live in is sometimes a little messed up that I can't just say, hey, you're pretty. 
Right. Um, you know, what's fascinating is because I work with women, I actually don't hear that a lot. Um, and so I love getting that type of um, response because I forget <laughs> that the cool men feel that way. Um, <laughs> I, if I may answer that um, concern, I feel like if you're engaging with someone let's say on social media, let's say you've been following someone on Instagram, you have a crush on them, whether you know them or not. Um, I think sliding into the DMs is, is fine. Um, <laughs> maybe address a common interest or something that's, you know, random and neutral and don't, you know, off the bat come in with, hey, you're really hot because that's very boring. Oh, that's awesome. So there's one tip for all the nice guys out there. Don't just drop a hey or you're hot. Maybe actually start a little conversation. Maybe. Or, I don't know. Okay, right. Who knows? Give it a shot. It's the apocalypse. What do you have to lose? And that's kind of my, my intention behind that post. I think I posted, yeah, just text your crush. And then the other day I said, oh, buy your crush dinner, you know, on Seamless. Mm -hmm. Because talk about low stakes, right? We're in our homes. So if you message someone and say, I would like to buy you dinner, they don't have to eat with you. <laughs> <laughs> so they are the recipient of your generosity and your energy without the commitment. It's amazing. Hmm. Interesting. So let's um, jump up up a square to Michael. Um, tell us, who are you, Michael Barata? Who am I? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I could tell you the things that I am doing. I am a um, college level adjunct psychology instructor, which I absolutely love. I am a master trainer for the results only work environment, which we go out to organizations and use adaptive change techniques to facilitate culture change, uh, to kind of free people up from the status quo and give, ultimately give people um, the understanding of what it means to actually have choice in the world of work. So it's not work-life balance, work-life integration, work-life harmony, all those catchphrases. It's work-life choice because your life, your work is going to change by the moment. Um, so I absolutely love that. I'm a life coach. Conscious Conversations, um, I write, I love to come up with little quotes and pictures, and I'm a musician, I play the drums and the big dirty and slightly askew, and I just, uh, I love to, uh, I love to live and explore this experience, and I've been in a meditative practice, which I think is something that's become home for me, especially during this, and it's interesting because I have thoughts on what the meditative practice has meant to me and what people in the outside who have meditative practices and what it means to them and to see it unfold and to see some like diversions. It's interesting to me because I think this is a time and that's why I put a period. I don't think it's unique. I don't think it's different. I don't think it's crazy. I don't think it's horrible. I don't think it's the apocalypse. I just think it's a time. And, um, and here we are. And what's so cool is, here I am talking to two people I've never met before. So it's hard for me to be like, boy, this sucks. 
this is like great. You know what I mean? Like I'm just listening to Maria and, and you uh, speak as well. And your first name again, Dr. Uh, Caitlin. Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> I put this as a joke on my then, last okay. <laughs> I just want to say like listening to both of you so far, it's just like, okay, these are two really cool souls that I have an opportunity to meet right now. And we are literally nowhere near each other. Um, so this is cool. So, I mean, that's kind of like where I'm at right now. So, Yes, I'm alone, and I joke, and Joe knows this, but I'll share with you all. Um, so been self-quarantining officially since March 13th, but I feel I've been self-quarantining since 2016 when I got divorced. So what's up, everybody? <laughs> and, 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 and on a sad but yet, because my default mechanism is humor, um, Joe you know, referenced having Stella, his dog, which she is awesome. I had a cat, but my cat passed away on Christmas Eve. Oh, so, I don't even have my freaking cat through this, but again, <laughs> again, no. Um, that has been something that I just consciously, um, I just, you know, I feel I'm becoming more and more aware of my thoughts and my words and my actions in every moment. I'm not perfect. I don't even strive for that. Um, so this is, this is where I'm at. This is who I be. And it's a pleasure. And I'm grateful to meet all of you and to be doing this with Mr. Longo on the interwebs. So thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Um, so most of the people that listen, I think, know who I am. Um, but I love bringing people together, um, especially people that I think other people would be like, oh, shit, I really connect with, you know, with this, this crew. So thank you all, you know, for being here with me. And just an FYI, the word apocalypse means to uncover or reveal. Oh, so so we are just uncovering and revealing what will come next, come after this. And just like Michael, I use humor a lot. Let's roll into a first question on all this. Do you have like one person or like your like staple that's been there like every day that you're just like, what the fuck is happening? Like someone that you're able to open up to, vent to, you know, someone like that? Oh, well, <laughs> I did have someone actually until, um, until shit happened and then, <laughs> oh no, it happened and then they didn't feel like a safe space to vent anymore. Um, but I, I do have other friends there, thankfully, uh, mm. and I've been finding comfort in actually having intellectual conversations with, with people from my past that, you know, we're in my past, but we just, we just connect intellectually. And, and that's how I feed myself. I love intellectual stimulation and conversation. Like, let's talk about the hows and whys. Like, let's talk about something fucking random or something like psychological principles or let's discuss research articles or whatever. I love that. <laughs> but yeah, every now and then I need to share my feelings though. And I need to kind of vent because it is a very highly emotional time right now for a lot of us. Um, and I did have someone to turn to until shit happens. Shit happened, you know, maybe I'll talk about that later. <laughs> but uh, yeah, thankfully there, there are other friends who, who understand. Mm -hmm. So I'm grateful for them. So I guess to answer your question, not one single person, but you know, a couple really awesome ones. Nice. I've been noticing like some, <clears throat> a couple of people from my past, not like far past, but like random like little connections that I had ended up popping up and now being even um, more like, like we're connected even more now. It's like we, we um, 
have synced in on a different level. And now we're like, we're re-syncing up in a new way, which has been really fun as well. Cause <clears throat> I love you, Michael. But sometimes it's just like, ah, I even need a break from my best friend. <laughs> Um, I'm glad you're bringing this up, Joe, because this was actually um, a huge shift in my single life. So I've been single for over five and a half years. And <clears throat> in the past couple years, I realized and kind of organically discovered that some of the intimacy I was seeking, I can get from my friendships. Mm -hmm. And having that kind of my own mentality change. It's not that these relationships changed per se. Well, actually I did kind of step up and tell a couple people, <laughs> listen, um, I don't have a partner, so I'm gonna need a little more from you, like dear friends of mine. And they were kind of like, oh, okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and, and admitting that that was a need I had, um, you know, pre self-isolation um, was, was a great shift for me. So I don't want to say leaning on friends, but, but having people that are my go-to, I, I do have one person who I talk to almost every day. And it's interesting because she is also single, but she has kids. So she's not mm -hmm. entirely alone, but she has talked to me about how sometimes that almost feels lonelier because <laughs> you're with these children who don't really understand. Um, and, and obviously it's a lot of work. So it's been a funny thing, you know, people kind of comparing their situations. And I don't think that's really fair because right. we're, we're already on our own journeys as a human being. So to kind of see how you have it better or worse than someone else, I don't see how that serves you. Right, right. So, so what you said to uh, uh, Caitlin about, and this is, this is the... <laughs> This is the, the multitude of reading that I do, but uh, one of my most favorite philosophers, Jiggle Krishnamurti, talks about comparison. And he, there's a quote that he has, and I'm just going to kind of package it up like this. Uh, but the moment you compare, you create conflict. And uh, that is something that has just sat with me. And, and it sat with me from a growing experience because whenever I'm looking at like a couple that seems to get it or a person that seems to be like rocking it or, you know, whatever. And, and it never makes, it, it rarely made me feel inspired. It always made me feel resentful or less right. than. So I started to kind of shift that a little bit. But in terms of the question, um, yes, I definitely talked to Joe on the daily and it's a lot of FaceTiming. Um, I was always talking to my mom and my sister on the daily. They don't, they don't live in the area. Um, they live about two hours away. So now that's become FaceTime as well, which has been a beautiful thing. Um, but because of the way my life has been and the choices that I've made, I haven't really had a social life and Joe's probably going to laugh and make fun, but I, I don't, my social life has been my, my careers in terms of when I'm teaching, I'm in the classroom and that's social. And then my other gig has me traveling a lot. Um, so that was like social. So I felt like I'm an extrovert with introverted tendencies. So being like out and on and then to have like, even like business, like to do my business and then to have somebody from the, you know, the client say, Hey, do you want to come out? We'll, we'll go get drinks or dinner. I'm like, Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't have anything else to give right now. You know? so, um, so it's, it's from that. That's why it's like during this time, I feel like my life, the path I've been on has kind of set me up for a lot of 
you know, having to deal with some of the things that maybe other people might be struggling with for whatever reasons that they have, and that's fine. Um, do I want to be on those days where I'm like, okay, I'm pretty much caught up. Do I want to be spooning with like somebody? Of course I do. Do I want to be playing the kid? Yes, I do. Would I prefer not to be crying? Of course. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, too, is like, there is also a long list of things that I can absolutely sink into that, that uplift me um, and, and don't necessarily point. So those connections are still there for me. And I know I can reach out to people in my life. Um, there was a situation, too, where there was somebody who was in my life, a big part of my life. Um, and then, like, right before this all went down, um, we decided to kind of just shut it down. So that's been a big change as well. Um, but again, it's, it just feels different because I think of some of the self-work I've been doing on myself and just the way I'm dealing with stuff. That's why it's like when I look out the window, I'm like, the sun is out today. That's freaking awesome because yesterday it was cloudy. So, <laughs> you know what I mean, so, so here I am. And I, oh, and I, I do exercise. I, I feel you, Maria, with the going to the gym, I run. So because like, it's not off limits to go outside and run still, especially in the woods, I get to rock that out. So yesterday I was out for a nice 10 and a half mile run and it just felt like there was something beautiful with me. It was like one of those runs that were just effortless from start mm -hmm. to finish. And I'm like, hot damn, like, I think I need to get myself a number or maybe join some type of running team. Cause I felt it today. Um, but so that's kind of like, that's kind of like, I have the connections and I feel you with y'all. I mean, we both like, we'll text each other sometimes and be like, is everything okay? Because we went from like talking to like taking a break. And I just think, I, I don't look at that as a problem. I just look at it as a natural like recharge and kind of pull back, ground myself, and lean back into it. So that's kind of like where I'm at with all this. I think, nice. uh, I think what you said um, earlier was really awesome, Mike. And when you were saying that uh, comparing creates conflict and and I feel like that's what a lot of us are doing right now. We're comparing to, to everyone else around us. But, you know, what's the standard now? There's no standard <laughs> to compare to. Like, even, even, you know, back in the day before quarantine, when things were normal, quote, unquote, I mean, what was the standard? There's societal standards, whatever, but those are, <laughs> we all know those are bullshit. <laughs> uh, and now we're still comparing uh, and I feel like, you know, it's, it's just normal to do that. But at the same time, it can also be like a black hole <laughs> for your mental state. But comparing yeah. is the standard. What is the norm now? There is no fucking norm because we've never gone through this. There's no blueprint. There's nothing that we can compare this to, really. So, but yeah, I, I really like what you, what you said about that comparing. Okay. Thing. And you know, the, the, the kind of the, the alignment that I that came up to my head with people who are like, not just by themselves, but are even with people, like, it does boggle my mind when people who are with people, whether it be their significant other, their family, a friend, and they're like, oh, this is horrible. I'm like, <laughs> Shh, they can hear you. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of liken it to... Uh, I don't know if any of you are familiar with, I know Joe is, I don't know if you both are familiar with... Um, like float pods or mm -hmm. sensory deprivation tanks, which is, <laughs> right? That's, I remember having conversations with people and they're like, there's no way I could just be alone with my thoughts in one of those things. And I'm like, this is the ultimate experiment for that. That is what is happening right now. Like you, this is like such a beautiful opportunity to be like, hot damn, who am I? What do I like? What have I not healed? You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's oh, like- but it's so scary to go to that space. 
Well, and that's, and, and, and I don't want to say you're forced to do it because that, that like, you know, that sets up a whole nother connotation, but it's like, here's an opportunity to like really just give, because up until this, and Maria, to your point, it's like prior to this, you always heard people say, oh, I wish I could do that, but dot, 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 right? Yes. Yeah. But now, now, now what's your reason for not doing dot, 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 dot? I know people are still working and that's great, but like you're, it's changed where there's at least time, there's time and space now that you may not have had prior to this. So it's like, now it's like, I don't know, you know like, write your thoughts down or think about feelings, or maybe it's time to like connect with a life coach or an online therapist or whatever, you know what I mean? Or have that awkward conversation that you think is awkward, but absolutely necessary with your partner, with your kid, with your dog. But it's like, I just think this is like one of those opportunities where it's like, oh, I can kind of step into me a little bit more. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's going to maybe happen a little bit more for people as we, I don't see us getting out of this anytime soon. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, like I'm seeing we definitely at least have another month in us where I think people will maybe start embracing that, that more. I know when this all first happened, I was lucky enough for like six weeks before this happened, a friend um, in a energy, weird woo-woo channeling session that we had. She was like, you have to start teaching classes online. Like you need to start. So like six weeks before this happened, I was teaching meditation classes in Zoom, which which was great. And then once it happened, I'm like, oh, well, I'm already here. I'm just going to dive in and I'll offer more and more. And I just distracted myself with putting more of myself out. And then I like hit this wall where I'm like, oh, I don't want to do anything right now. And we all, so everyone that's listening, Maria and Caitlin and I, we all just finished a life coaching certification with Journey Coaching. And it literally just, like, it, we graduated, like, the day that, like, you're never leaving your house. <laughs> and, you know, in a way, it was, like, perfect timing. But in a way, it was also, like, well, now what? Like, what do I do with all of this? And I literally wanted to, like, curl up and not even think about anything. It was, like, I'm going to do my teach my meditation and my classes and then I'm not going to do anything else because I couldn't even wrap my head around what to do. I so. totally feel you on that, Joe. I Going into quarantine, I think I was very chill about things and I was like, ah, oh, cool, this is fine. This is going to be fun. I, just, I had just finished uh, my quarter of classes. So I just finished uh, finals. So I had a three-week gap it was just perfect timing when quarantine started. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. Like, I'm fine. I can hang out. I can survive. Here in, in, in LA, it was initially two weeks, a, a two-week quarantine. I was like, okay, I can last two weeks or whatever. So I focused on myself. Since I was done with school, I just kind of let loose. I just played video games every day. I'm like, fuck it, whatever. I'm just going to do whatever and then get back to business. And then after I let myself go a little bit, I was like, okay, cool. I can start uh, doing my coaching stuff again. I can start um, doing more business stuff and everything and getting myself situated and organized. And and I wanted to help people. And so I offered up my help. And I was like, if anyone wants to talk, I want to be here for a safe space. If anyone wants to discuss relationships or even to shoot the shit, just, you know, call me. And I think... I offered a lot and then I just like you hit a fucking wall. I fell flat on my face and I just woke up one day and I was like, why am I so exhausted? Why do not, I 
not have energy? Why do I not have the drive? Why do I not want to do anything? And uh, I, I, I take pride in, in getting a lot of things done. I'm a hard worker. I like working. I like having my schedule filled. It keeps me more, it keeps me more motivated. Mm-hmm. And I think just having this open, empty space of nothing just completely fucked with my head. And then I also, at the same time, gave a little much of myself, uh, thinking I could handle it. You know, I've been trained. I've been <laughs> school for therapy. I can handle this shit. And then, and then I just realized when I crossed my threshold, like I couldn't. And and it took me like a week or two to tell myself that's okay because I fell into the guilt and the shame black hole and that vortex and. Knowing me, if I fall into that vortex, I get sucked in hard. And that's mm-hmm. why like, I've trained myself over the course of these last few years and really process things myself because, you know, I've been through some past shit and then process that. And then, <laughs> yeah, I thought I was strong enough until I got sucked into the vortex and I got sucked in pretty fucking hard. And I think just this last week, um, I've been able to get myself out, but when I got sucked into that vortex, everything came in. Uh, everything, every traumatic event from like the last 10 months. My grandma's passing, my uncle's passing, uh, a mentor, my mentor and coach just passed away last week. Everything, my shitty breakup that happened a few months ago, like everything got sucked in. And then I reached the lowest point I have ever reached since, you know, my grandmother passed away and her death anniversary is next month. So everything just hit and I had never felt that. And so I was just like, what the fuck do I do? And so I deleted social media temporarily. I was like, fuck this, I'm out. And that like taking out social media was the best thing. And then Mm -hmm. developing a routine during my day helped me get out of that fucking black hole. So yeah, anyways, long spiel, but. (laughs) No, that's great because I, I, I thank you for sharing that. And I think it's very important because, you know, all four of us are here and we're like, we're here to help you. We're here to listen and support you. But it's also really real. Like we get sucked into that, that black hole as well. And we, you know, get kicked. And sometimes it's hard getting, getting back up. And especially when we're putting so much stuff out, it's like, can I really say that I'm hurting or that I need help as well? And the thing that helped me for a while, there was that one post going around that like, you don't have to be productive right now. Like it's okay. And I like, I needed to see that and read that and realize like that we are all experiencing grief. Like we're experiencing the loss of a life that we once had. But I think we're so trained, programmed to be, um, to think of grief as like, the loss of a person or a pet and not an actual lifestyle. So I think that confused at least me as well. And then I saw that post, I'm like, you know what, right, I can just totally do nothing and be okay with it and watch as many episodes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine as I possibly (laughs) can and laugh and be okay with it, you know? But there was a a space that I was really in, I'm like, because I felt like I had to be doing so much instead of just being like no like i'm trying to figure out what just happened to my businesses what just happened to everything 
that I actually needed to, you know, get sucked into that vortex for a little bit as well. I wish I had seen that meme beforehand. Like, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Send it to her. Um, I, don't, I don't know where it is. I, I wanted to, and again, this is, this is, is just how my head works sometimes, but you said something I think is just so interesting, especially with when we're talking about kind of holding you up against this self-quarantine, right? Um, one of the things that seemed, one of the conscious decisions you seem to have made or made, or, or made, I don't know if it's still happening for you, in order for you to kind of like process in your own way was deleting or deactivating your social media, your social media. <laughs> so here we are, social distancing. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I think so, this has been an opportunity for us to, again, I could talk about inward all day long, but for you to look around at what is just in your intimate space and have, have that bring you joy, comfort, healing, understanding, happiness, rest, recover, what have you. Um, and I think that's, I think that's the part that we, um, that, that I've kind of been looking at. It's like, you know, there's a lot of times where it's like, I, I couldn't wait to get out of my house. And like, now it's like, I'm finding like, I don't know. I feel like I literally feel at home in my house. I have a hammock. I get to go out in my yard and just, you know, it's like, oh, I have to get away to feel bliss of nature. I'm like, I have these beautiful trees right here. So I think it's interesting when, and I heard Joe say the word distraction. I think that's what happens though. And, and again, I don't want to make us seem separate than society because we are society and we contribute and we perpetuate what we love and don't like about society. We do that, whether we think we do or don't, but we do. And I'm just like, here's an opportunity for us to no longer be distracted by the noise, the outer, the superficial, the kind of pleasurable things, and really to kind of like dig down and, and be like, okay, I'm not going to be distracted anymore. I'm actually going to go with what is my truth? What is joy? What is bliss? What is healing? And if that means sitting in the middle of your floor, crying it out, listen to a sad song, I'm speaking for myself now. Uh, yeah, rock it out. There, yes. There, you know, there's a great meme going around. It's like, you know, nobody knows what right feels like right now. And I'll just go even further. Nobody knows what it means to be you. You do. So, so now this is like an opportunity for us to not feel the eyes of society looking at us. And you can just be your authentic stripped down self, whatever that is. I've never danced in my house as much as I have over the past couple of weeks. Like, <laughs> I'm just a dancer. Yes, I'm totally rocking it out. You know, but then it's like weird because then an hour later, I'm sitting in, on that same floor going, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> like, but that's, what, that's what's real to me. You know what I mean? So, so I just think it's interesting when we talk about removing, when we talk about self-quarantining and we talk about deactivating social media, which we, we can talk about this now. We can talk about that happens all the time, right? It's like when we decide to turn off the distraction of outside, and just really make home with inside. I think that's when some real beautiful things, magical things, realizations, you know, awakenings can happen. Mm -hmm. Absolutely yeah. agree with that. Yeah. Um, the forced isolation on all of us really, really fucked with our heads. I think forced isolation breeds loneliness and it breeds the negative feelings and the thoughts. And I mean, Think of when you know when you were young and your mom forced you to eat something or whatever. You'd be like, no, by default, no, I'm not gonna do that. And then mm -hmm. you know, when he's not looking, you like try a piece of that or something. 
Forced isolation, I think, breeds loneliness. And I think um, being forced into quarantine and being forced into all this, like I started, I, I, I felt powerless. And so to get that power back and to get a, a slight sense of control back within myself, I ironically had to just let go. And then by letting go and controlling my isolation via, you know, processing and deleting social media for now, um, and then fulfilling my, filling myself with healthy conversations and healthy people, I was able to grow out of it. And I think that it's that self-determined isolation that leads to healthier outcomes. Mm. But yeah. In order to get that control back, a little sense of control back, I, I completely just had to let go. And but then it was learning that that was the tricky part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Michael, I, I completely agree with you. I had a, a moment early on where I was like, okay, I'm going to sit down and Google what the experts say we should do right now, and <laughs> I immediately stopped myself and said, uh, well, first of all this has literally never happened before. <laughs> and uh, second of all, why don't you just ask yourself what you should do right now? <laughs> because I, kn I know me better than anyone. So I know how to take care of myself. And I know the numbing techniques that I like to slide down and say, because, okay, the thing about this isn't a productivity contest, I think that can be a little tricky, right? because you can also go too far into saying, it's fine, I'm gonna just numb, check out. Because there's a difference, right? Between actually sitting with yourself, not doing anything, and, and doing nothing and not thinking. So it's, it's a tricky balance. Um, I made an agreement with myself that I have been sticking to, which, is when I have a quote unquote bad day, like a, a crying on the floor day, which that's not bad, right? So I, I use quotes. <laughs> I always say, okay, tomorrow's gonna be better. So I let myself just go down that tunnel and really like dry heave all that shit out. And then the next day I'm like, all right, <laughs> let's have another dance party. <laughs> Yeah. Super important just to feel all of that. I yes. think you need to feel it. You can't you can't numb these intense emotions because they are always gonna they're they're gonna pop up somehow. And I think you need to completely just let yourself get sucked into the vortex and, and be okay with it and feel it to heal it, you know. Because mm -hmm. it will come out any other way if you just try to numb it or ignore it. Yeah. And I find but so much better to just, I love how you said that, feel it to heal it. Like feel all of, feel all of the emotions. That's why we chose to be humans right now, mm -hmm. to feel all the shit that we're going through. Um, and I think, you know, it's, it's, I think all of us are, have been blessed that we, you know, have taken the opportunity to learn the skills that we've learned where some people don't even know like, oh, right, I can feel this. And I can then say, tomorrow is going to be a better day because they may not even be aware that they have the power within themselves to say tomorrow is going to be a better day. Yeah. Um, and it's like, 
how can I say this? Um, a lot of people's like internal power has been stripped away from them that they don't even like think on their own. So being in a situation like this, it's like, fuck, now what? Nobody's telling me what to do. Right. What do I do? Right. And how do I, how do I move, move forward? And then it gets scary. And then it's like, yeah, <laughs> look, look, look inside. Listen to that scary little voice and see what it tells you. Yeah. yeah. Maria, you talked about letting go. And I, I, so in terms of like creative output, I, I like the idea of, you know, creating a container or structure for yourself to then be chaotic within. I'm, I'm a writer. Um, and so I think of this situation as the container, right? Okay, the rule is I'm not allowed to leave my house, especially living in New York City. Like Michael, you talked about your backyard. I don't have a backyard and I love nature. So that has been one of the biggest things that I'm like, ooh, this is not fun. <laughs> <laughs> but I then tell myself, too bad. Who promised that uh, this lifetime was gonna be fun, you know? So, with, so this is the structure. I have to stay home alone. Within that structure, I have total freedom to do whatever I want. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. And most of that freedom is within my own mind, which has been like, whoa. Mm -hmm. so, so, so the times that I go, mm, I can't be in nature. I can't go outside and see my friends. I go, all right why don't you lie down and do a meditation where you go to your favorite place in nature? This is Just what I'm talking. <laughs> I'm talking. I mean, and again, you know, I, so I love philosophy. I love, I think when I tell my students on the first day of class, I tell them to me, psychology and philosophy are like two dates going to a ballroom dance. And it's like, who's going to take the lead? You know, who's going to take the lead right now? Cause one is like, keep going. The other one's like, no, we figured it out. Um, but, uh, that's an interesting way to put it because from constraint comes creativity, right? So yes. when, yeah. when, when we think, and, and again, it's, I know it's, not, I'm an, I'll be the first one to admit, I'm a naive optimist. Um, I am, I think it's healthier for my heart, whatever. Um, but when you look at it that way, it's like, just, when you start to boil down what people are really struggling with right now, I mean, really struggling with, it's to not be able to go to like social environments a restaurant, a bar, a beach. We don't hear much about, oh, I can't see my grandmother, right? Or I can't hang out with my best friend. No, it's like, ah, oh, when are we gonna be able to go back to normal and go to crowded places where that, that sense lead, lends to, when can we go back to feeling anonymous? I mean, really, mm -hmm. what it's, it comes mm -hmm. down to. Um, and that's why I just think here's a moment for you, for all of us, the collective, to actually, understand what it means to be who we are. And, and you know, these lessons that we learn right now, to me, the difference, the awakening, the rebirth, the apocalypse, that is going to be changed is, is how, we, how we lean into what we're doing, but then learn out of the experience. And um, I, I'm, I completely believe in humanity. I absolutely do. I give my energy to all the love and the good that's out there because there's a lot of it. Um, but that's why it's like, well, you know, I'm going to be so excited about people who are like, oh my gosh, I took up that hobby I've been talking about for years. And look at, I just knitted a bunch of nose warmers. I'm like, that's awesome. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, because for years you're like, I have no time. So like, I, I just, I, I, 
to hear you say that, Caitlin, that's what I'm like really aligning with. I'm not saying, I don't ever want to come across as prescriptive, like be you. I tell my students, please don't be like me, be yourself, whatever that is. But it's like, there are opportunities if we just move beyond the, you know, because I'm like, you know when it's a rainy day don't get me wrong i know people like you know you you learn to dance in the rain i get it but there are days where we looked outside and like oh this sucks it's raining i'm not going out today but like what did you do then just sit by the door and wait (laughs) something with your day you know (laughs) seriously clouds you know so it's like here's an opportunity it's a tremendous opportunity absolutely it's a it's a it's a week-long month-long opportunity but it's still an opportunity, uh, you know, to, to, to learn more about yourself and to maybe pull out your own inner creativity, your own inner talents, you know, your healing, your love, your compassion, even through this kind of like restrictive social time. Because even though it's forced isolation, it's not forced you can't think and feel time. You know what I mean? So it's like mm-hmm. you can still do that too. You know, nobody's knocking on our door saying, nope, can't think like that. So uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, here I am thinking and feeling and crying and laughing and all those things. And I think that's I think it's pretty awesome to be honest it's, with you. Yeah. Think and feel it all. Yeah. Depths and in its beauty, because yeah, like back in the day, <laughs> back when things were quote unquote normal, I mean, we we Caitlin, you were talking about structures we had separate structures and we had things that were set out and spelled out for us. We had our daily routine. I don't know, you get up at nine, drive to work or whatever. We had our set routine. We had our set structures and with other people too in social environments and everything. And now we're forced into a brand new structure and a structure where we have to now create our own shapes within that structure. But when we were free and out in the open, like we, we had things preset for us already. It was easy not to think and then just do what we've been used to doing. And now it's like you're forced to create your own shapes within this, this brand new structure that you're forced to be in. And, and for some, it's scary. And, and I was actually, um, speaking of creativity, Mike, I was actually reading this article the other day about when creative um, ideas come up or the best spaces for creative ideas. And sometimes it's under, a lot of the times it's under deadline. It's under pressure. You need to have a little bit of fire under your ass. It's forced, if your boss forces you to write, you know, two pieces of writing, of course, you're going to, you're going to do it, you know? And then um, that's one thing that spurs creativity. That's that little fire under your ass. But now we don't have that fire. We have to make our own fire. Yeah. That own environment for ourselves, which is hard for a lot of us. A learning experience for a lot of us. Yeah. Which is why I think coaching is so amazing. Like, and if, you know, people have never thought about that before, I'm like, listen, I'm not trying to sell myself. I'm saying it has worked for me to have someone energetically out there saying, did you follow through on that thing you said you were going to do? And then you're like, oh, shoot. <laughs> right, right. Guess I'll work on that to-do list, I guess. I don't know. It's interesting the way you said that, because I've kind of been struggling with that idea. So it's like, I want to help people, but I don't want to, I don't feel in the space that I want to sell you anything either. Like, I kind of just want to be like, no, this helped me. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you it will help you, but I'm not trying to be a creepy salesman either. Yeah. I'm just trying to like share, you know, share the, the information. 
And I've been finding like this in trying to figure all of this out and think like, what should I be doing? What should I be doing that's productive? And I keep coming back to the space, like I don't wanna be selling people something, you know? Like I don't wanna be throwing stuff out there. Like I just kind of want to be a support and whatever that that looks like, which has been an interesting process um, for me through all of that. But it's interesting as well because for I'm going to say probably a many 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 years, Michael and I have said we should make T-shirts. We should make T-shirts, just stupid fucking T-shirts. <laughs> and the other morning, doing one of my card readings, a woman was like, "You should make a T-shirt of that." So I took the initiative because. I have nothing else happening. And I start making t-shirts. I'm like, fuck it. Why not? So I made this love the dumbass, you know, like, <laughs> and it just finally though, but Mike, literally we would sit and just be like, we should make a t-shirt with that. We can make, and then years, I'm like not even joking, years we would say. And then finally, you know, this one woman said it, it sparked that and I'm like, why not just do it today? Because I have nothing else to do. and. I'm so thankful for that because up until that day, and I feel I'm, I'm hyper creative, I was not feeling creative at all. Mm. Like there was not an ounce yeah. of me that felt like I wanted to create anything. Um, but then she said that and still just growled, sorry. And uh, <laughs> it like lit that, that creative fire in me again. Yeah, which I think, like, it, I think it speaks to like, we are social beings, right? We mm -hmm. like being in tribes. So yeah. that circles back to why we're having a hard time, but we still can be connected. And it's been beautiful seeing the way people, um, like you're saying, tackle projects or offer themselves in a way that they're like, well, what do I have to lose right now? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I might as well just put this thing out there and see what happens. Yeah. Well, to talk to what, what you were talking about with regard to routines as well, and, um, you know, when I talk to my students, when, they, when I ask them who were their best friends, like before they were your best friends, guess what they were? Strangers. <laughs> um, you know, when we talk about routines that we've developed, prior to the routines that we've de developed, they were not a routine. Yes. Um, so, so that's how I look at this as, as an opportunity. And, and I absolutely empathize with having somebody in our life that energizes us uh, to... to, to um, to realize our, our own greatness. I, I walk up to a line though, because I think when we get to the point where we make a conscious decision to surrender our movement based on somebody else, then when things don't work out the way we want sometimes, whatever that may look like, we tend to want to blame them yeah. outside of us because, well, see, if you would have just called me, if you would have yeah. just said the right. So again, I, I'm, what I've been doing, you know, I told Joe, I, I, I got into yoga with Joe, because he's obviously a Kundalini instructor, but the yoga practice never really kind of stuck with me, but the meditative part did. Like I loved Shavasana. <laughs> so, uh, and that was, like that was like 2012. So since 2012 till now, my meditative practice has just, has just deepened uh, so beautifully. And, and it's something that I absolutely, uh, I don't, I look at it, it's, more, it's, it's not a routine. It, I don't look at it as a routine. I look at it as just, it's part of breathing in the morning for me. So I mean, that's kind of what it feels like. But what I've discovered, one of the lessons I've realized is to, to not default to outside first or last. 
Um, it's to kind of really understand, well, Mike, how could you do this? I like, clicked, Caitlin, you said, nobody knows me better than I do. What can I do? What am I doing? I talk a lot about um, intention versus expectation. Like when you set expectations, you are, that's what you want the, oper the experience or the relationship to bring to you. That's what you want it. But when you set intentions, which is the only thing you can actually control, that's what about what you can bring to the relationship or the experience. Now, it may not always work out the same way. You can't control that, but you can control what you bring to the table. Uh, and if you don't like what's at the table, then you just get up and leave. Uh, <laughs> but that's why I just like, I try to move away from as much as I can expectations on other people or, or, or situations. Not that I don't think that people have been loving to me. Oh my gosh. I mean, absolutely not. I'm the complete opposite of that. But I've, I've tried to ground myself in understanding what, are, what am I actually bringing to the situation? What am I bringing to the relationship? Because ultimately, I've got to put on my shoes. I've got to wear them. I've got to walk. <laughs> because I can't have a bad day and be like, you know, because of what you told me three weeks ago, it didn't work out. Anything like that. And they're going to be like, Stop. So, um, and that's and that's and, and that's why it's just like again not trying to be prescriptive but just trying you know a, a mindset shift for me that has really kind of been healthy and don't get me wrong that healthiness includes finch you know clenching days includes crying but it also includes like pseudo trying to do a cartwheel through my living room like I am so <laughs> It, it has all of that, but I get to, I don't like to say the word own because it's just like, I don't want to even speak to possession, but I get to absolutely feel at home in my decisions, in my choices. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Something I was wondering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's feeling those, those super deep feelings and even the super new ones that we haven't felt. And I think that adds to the beauty of being human. Humans feel we're not fucking robots and we feel it was we were designed to feel we are as animals pretty shitty animals <laughs> so, yeah. we're pretty weak animals compared to all the other ones out there so what did evolution do it it taught us to be social because we're stronger and better in groups and we developed our prefrontal cortex we learned we learned how to communicate and we learned about emotions you know and I think that now we're experiencing a lot of emotions that we haven't felt, especially with this collective grief. Yeah. And what, I, what I've learned from grief, what I've learned from, from three close individuals passing away within 10 months of each other in my life is that it's not just being sad. When my grandma passed away, I was sad for a couple of days and I was just like normal and kind of numb. I felt weak and lethargic, but I'm like, why am I not crying? I feel okay, whatever. Why am I not crying? But then I go to the grocery store and I'm getting out of my car and then just all of a sudden, like waves of emotions. I'm like, where the fuck did this come from? I'm like, oh my gosh, this is grief. Or sometimes I'll be like, I'll just get angry about the tiniest thing. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, like this is also grief. It's uh -huh. just being sad. It's just realizing all these new emotions. And now that we're in this collective grief, I think people are experiencing all these emotions that they've never felt. They're getting confused, they're getting burnt out and it's fight, flight or freeze response, right? When you're freaked out. And right now we're all in this collective state of freak out, fight, flight or freeze. It's hard to concentrate. You're focused on survival, but allowing yourself to feel those feelings is just, I think the best 
way to get over this and then to get sucked into the vortex and then eventually get spit out. So you are able to create, you're able to get to baseline again and then create and do whatever feels good to you again. And I think that throughout this quarantine, I feel like I felt the most polarizing emotions and feelings I have felt in a long time. And I feel that it has also broadened the spectrum of emotions for me. So new feelings, new feelings, new feelings that I can now put into my own definition of me as a human. And I think that's beautiful coming out of all this and like feeling all this shit and being sucked into the lowest low that I have ever been in. I'm like, wow, like my vast range, my spectrum of human emotions has grown immensely. And I, I now have all of those in my toolkit. And I think that's beautiful, but I had to get sucked into the vortex and experience yeah. shit to get these new tools and get back to baseline. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think one thing that's really important for everyone is when, and I think I can speak for all of us, that when we say feel the feelings, like it's okay to be mad as well. It's yeah. okay to be angry and pissed off. Um, this isn't just about, oh, I'm feeling the sadness because there is anger and rage as well. And I think just society, it's always like, oh, it'll be okay, you'll be okay. You know, it's like that kind of, like that just gets pushed down our, our throat. Everything will be fine, you'll be fine. Like, no, but I know we'll be fine, but I'm pissed off right now. And it's okay to feel that feeling as well. I think it's super important to, to feel that rage and that anger. Like, there's nothing wrong with it, it's part of you. Like don't, just, like, don't try to be like not annoyed and pissed, be pissed off, it's okay. And then let it go and know that tomorrow you're like, tomorrow's gonna be a better day. I'm gonna wake up tomorrow and, and, and maybe I'll be happy, maybe I'll be sad, maybe I'll be pissed off, but whatever, tomorrow will come. Oh, yeah. to, to, that, to that point, which I think is, is very interesting. And Maria, I, I, again, I don't wanna go like, <laughs> straight counsel here but like when you mentioned that moment about i i went to the grocery store and all of a sudden it just hit me like the first thing that went into my head was like this was going to the grocery store with grandma and experience was there a car that you saw that was the same? like i always look for a trigger that kind of you know starts those emotions but to go back to your point too joe um because i think this this is something that's you know again just comes from the education i've had and learning and all that kind of good stuff is that anger is is absolutely the outward expression right that's the outward behavior what's typically driving that is like one of two things right sadness or fear which are which are probably what a lot of people may be feeling right now sure um, yeah so my whole thing is like when we say like and i agree like i, I agree whatever somebody's feeling feel it but but in that feeling try to understand the core of it though try to understand what's energizing it because we might, you know, we might walk around going, oh my gosh, I'm so pissed off. And I'm like, I know that's what it feels like. I know that's what's coming out. I know that's being expressed. But what are you actually feeling? And then it's like, we start to dig down and like, I'm just, I'm really scared about when this is going to end. Or I'm really upset because I can't see my best friend. I'm like, okay, so that's what you are really feeling then. Let's dig in, into that and let's try to figure out whether it's a counselor or a life coach yourself a meditative practice a nap an ice cream sundae whatever um but like but it's but i think when we when we give ourselves a, a free pass to to express an emotion 
um, but without actually trying to understand it and, and heal it. I think that's where we kind of create this like pattern of just outbursts without understanding what's really happening though too. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point for sure. Trying to trying to find the source of, of that feeling. Um, I felt with my experiences in grief, I feel like sometimes there is no trigger. Okay. Uh, for the most part, because I've experienced the emotions a lot, I can kind of, I can kind of look back and see where it's it stems from, um, just because I've been through it a lot. But then sometimes I, especially when things were fresh uh, with grief, I, I feel like I just had no trigger, it just came out of nowhere. And then, um, but then I learned to contain it, and I just learned to ride the wave, and I learned to just allow it to happen and then later on introspect and, and figure out where that came from and yeah but that's like that's a good point though using that uh, taking that as uh, taking those instances where you feel as a way to kind of look in and see where it's coming from I think that's that's pretty powerful stuff too yeah and I, I think about sometimes like if I'm having these spicy moments um, I can also step back almost as if I'm another party outside myself and still take care of myself. So for me, that means I, you know, I work out every day, I shower every day. It's like these things that I don't have to be in the mood to do them, but I know that doing them will make me feel better. Uh, and you know, there's a, there's a video I show my students um, from Paul Aikman that talks about um, putting space between impulse and reaction and uh one of the things that he suggests is to is to write down have a trigger journal mm. things that you when you find yourself becoming emotional and, and marie even if you don't know why um just writing down characteristics of what's happening uh because then what happens is you start to become familiarized with them you start to understand then how to not necessarily avoid them but to move through those experiences because we can't we can't walk around trying to avoid things that might upset us but we can figure out ways to um to uh move through them in a healthy way right so i always like it's just a way to consciously understand you know what today's gonna be a day this cat's probably gonna piss me off so <laughs> let me get right because i have i gotta have this encounter so what do i need to do to like get myself in you know like you said tools i'm gonna pull out all the tools that i absolutely need I know sometimes you want to just pull out a hammer. I get it. <laughs> sometimes it's got to be a real soft Afghan though. And that's going to go like a long way too. Right. So um, I just, I, I feel like I said, I, I, it's so interesting that being in the field and teaching, but then like having to put a lot of the lessons that I teach into practice, don't get me wrong. Sometimes I'm like F you practice. Um, <laughs> it has been super super healthy for me and it just it just really has and that's why it's like i agree feel what you feel but but i don't think it stops there i think understand what you feel heal you know you, you said uh, you got to feel it to heal it i always put a, the d word in there I, I, I tell people like feel deal heal right because you know you gotta you gotta deal with it and when i say deal with it i don't mean brush it off and pretend it's not big i mean sink into it cry through it set up a life coaching um you know moment whatever you need to do but you know, dealing with it allows you to process it so you can understand it so then you can heal. And I think, you know, my, my segue to all that, though, too, is one of the things is, is practicing is practicing forgiveness. Uh, a lot of the times when I'm hurting, 
I'm just like, I just want the pain to end. I'm like, <laughs> I forgive you. I forgive you. I forgive but it, you. It, it's all a practice. And like, it, these are and all things that are practices. That we and, have you know, I, and you know what? See, here's the, this is the thing about, like, Joe makes fun because, like, it's so funny. The, the interweb is like, you can get everything you want. I kind of go backwards now. I'm literally like, like I'm a book guy now. <laughs> I'm just reading books out the ass. Um, but it's just like, I read a quote and I'm like, okay, that's making me think where it's like, and it's a Christian Murray one. It's like practice numbs the mind. And I'm like, okay, what do you mean by this? And I think what it means, my interpretation is when you get into the rhythm of just the practice and not what the practice is designed to reveal or heal or the lesson or the growth, then you're just doing something just to say like a grocery list. Okay. I did my yoga this morning. Mm. I did yeah. Right. 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 Yes. Yeah. What did yeah. you do? It's like, and I want to get into a religious conversation, but if people go to church on Sunday. I'm like, so what was the sermon? I don't know, but I went to church. I'm like, so I think it's like missing out when, when the practice just becomes this like non-engaging routine. I think we're missing what the greater lessons could be revealed or learned as a result of what our practice was designed to do, so to speak. Yeah, I, I think of, I don't know, I feel like uh, working out or physical movement is always a good analogy. Like Maria, you're, you know, you're a trainer, so you can speak to this. Like if someone just goes to the gym and kind of flops around, like they're not going to see results, right? Because mm -hmm. they're not like engaging their muscles. Mm -hmm. um, like I keep talking amongst yourself. Oh. <laughs> I got to I'll, I'll um, be right. I like I think about when I was like in my uh, in college, I would just like go on the elliptical for thirty minutes, and like what was that doing? When I had, like, I understand everyone's in a different spot, but I had the capability of taking a strength class or whatever. I just didn't have the tools. I didn't know what to do. So I was like, okay, check. I worked out today. <laughs> but, I mean, isn't that, a, aren't we essentially then just talking about, and Caitlin and Maria, I mean, I, I think what it means to be mindful. Like, if you're not being mindful in whatever activity that you're doing, you're you're not you're not well you're not present but you're not getting out of it really whatever it is that activity was meant to do right exactly yeah and that's why i'm like i'm trying to bring a level of mindfulness and, and again i don't even like to say trying i am bringing mindfulness and awareness to these activities it is not always on point it does not mean it is without distraction um but that's why i'm trying that's how i'm i'm going about getting the most out of the activities i engage in like when I run now, like I run long distances and I, last year I started running longer distances and I stopped listening to music. I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to run and I'm going to, I've heard about running meditation and breathing. And I'm going to rock this out. And I got to tell you, now there are times where I'm like, holy hot damn. It's not that the long run is. You just have yeah. to over. Why are you not being present right now in this moment? Like, this is such a healthy activity. Don't you understand? And that's what has kind of like really been helping me a lot. Mindfulness, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. I tell and my um, personal training clients, um, they come in for, say, something like knee pain. And I'm like, okay, let's discuss. Like, where is it coming from? Maybe you have tight muscles. Like, let's work, let's stretch, let's mobilize and everything. Usually, if someone has a, a joint problem or something, if, if they're a little achy, we go through a lot of mobility, but I, mobility work, movement, 
let's work, let's move in weird ways, and then we'll reassess the pain. Um, and I always tell them mobility, mobility doesn't necessarily, it doesn't really, <laughs> doesn't really work unless you're mindful about it, unless you are, you are deliberately making that mind muscle connection and telling your muscles to move and feeling them lengthen and then feeling the tension between them and feeling them contract. Unless you make that mind muscle connection, you are still going to make the same um, pattern errors that led to your knee pain. We're going to move your hips in all these weird ways to try to alleviate tension on your knee, but I want you to feel what those muscles are feeling. I want you to feel the weirdness that your body is going through so when you're off on your own, you have established that mind-muscle connection and you are able to control yourself too so that you don't go, you don't hurt your knee again. And I think in the context of like mental health, it's building, I guess, the, the mind-emotion connection. Yeah. want to call it. Build that mind-emotion, that mind-feeling connection so then you can see it what's happening and you can moderate in whatever other environment you may be in so yeah mobility with our emotions i mean yeah it's, it's, again, it's, yeah. Just, it's just like i hurt stop <laughs> and and i imagine maria like a client in this situation they're gonna need to have several sessions with you right this is not like uh oh it's we, not one <laughs> we stretched for an hour. Right. Fixed it. <laughs> not one time fix. Yeah. I'm sorry, but you can't get a six pack in one session. Really? <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry to burst your bubble. I thought you could just drive through a drive through, have a microwave thrown at me, and all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, if you have knee pain, and, and you're telling me that it hurts when you squat. Unless it's a sharp pain, then that's something we may have. That's that's another category. If it's if it's sore when you squat and your knee hurts, the solution is not to stop squatting. You still mm. have to squat to get on the toilet. You have to squat to take a shit. You have to squat to get into your car. You have to squat. The squat is the most one of the most primal movements that we do hundreds of times a day when we don't even fucking know. Mm. So, Mindfulness. Mindfulness. <laughs> To avoid the squat it is to relearn your movement patterns and figure out figure out what the hell you are doing that is causing that knee pain but wow mindful of the movement you're still gonna have to squat unless you don't want to take a shit unless you want to shit <laughs> whatever then i i love that like to continue to move through the squat because i can remember i took a drum lesson when i was in college it was one of the best lessons i ever had because of what he said i was playing a groove and i stopped and I was like, oh, I screwed up. He's like, don't stop. Keep playing through the mistake because then you're going to develop that rhythm, that mind. And so I'm like, oh my gosh. So it's just so awesome. When these lessons come all together again. <laughs> so awesome. Yeah. I uh, like the work I do. I, I'm just loving this conversation. Um, uh, it really tickles me when someone is new to dating and they say well i went on a bad date and i'm like uh, and <laughs> they're like well it was just kind of annoying and didn't go well i'm like okay but this is still something you want in your life right and they're like yeah but 
and there's this like tension between like not wanting to uh michael what you uh, mentioned earlier like what is your intention you only have control of you but there that's a lot yeah. in terms of your action and your behavior um so like are you gonna stop when it's not comfortable and complain about it or are you gonna keep moving i love that absolutely i mean and that's when you when you when you it's so interesting when you could look at the different types of social situations whether it could be you know dating dealing with our, our own hurt it's like uh, one thing that has gotten conditioned in a lot of us and this is where i think is like the antithesis of mindfulness is the instant gratification it's like you know what i i want i want i want I want to be fit, so I'll just go to the gym for like a week and then I should be on a magazine cover, perfect, all right? I, I want to meet my soulmate, so I'm going to go out on one date and it's going to happen, right? to your life coach and be like, I did everything you said, it still sucked. I'm like, that, that's not, I'm not talking about the, the next thing. This is like bigger than that. This is about globally within yourself so that when you have a date that doesn't, you know, that does, you guys don't sync up. I don't want to say it was bad, but it just doesn't. I, you know, I would assume that your, what you bring to people are for people to move through that, to not hang their hat on and be like, well, I did everything she said and I still didn't get married. <laughs> 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 Back <on the> horse. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, so that's, what's like fascinating. I just think the, the instant gratification that has been con conditioned into us has literally distracted us from what it really means to be mindful and mindful of everything. And again, like I know I'm a naive, naive optimist, but mindful of the hurt mindful of the mistake mindful of you know the thing that didn't go well you know whatever that means but to move through it because we have tools now hopefully to move through it in a healthier way rather than to just sit and focus on the suck you know what I mean? just get hyper focused it's like no take yeah. a step back. what did you bring to the table and you know now this moment is brand new so let's rock it out so i i love that i think that's a i think it's an interesting way to look at things though too from like a dating perspective yeah. Speaking of dating, I think right now is actually a great time to date. It's a great time to learn about people. And it's and I think because when, you know, back in the day, <laughs> it is easy. Oh, Tinder, swipe right, hey, we'll meet up tomorrow, cool, whatever, shoot the shit or not. Oh, there's one thing I don't like about you. I'm gonna ghost you, I'm never gonna see you again, whatever. I think now we're forced to stop and actually have some conversations and actually have to think creatively if you're gonna go on a date, you know, do a Netflix party or something. And I, <laughs> you know, just getting back into the dating pool, like I've been talking to some people and through our conversations, I'm, you know, I think intellect and I think deep conversation is, is one of my favorite things. And I'm able to discover like what I, these things with other people and I'm able able to connect more deeply um with these people and and not be so blinded by the okay let's just meet up tomorrow whatever and let's just do this or not but there's more depth to our interactions now um more depth and and I guess when I it, more depth to our conversations more creativity to our mm -hmm. stuff and yeah I love that and I think it's yeah it takes less focus on the superficial aspects of dating that we have so been used to lately or or not necessarily superficial but i think you know when you have a uh physical like chemistry or connection with someone the primal part of you completely overrides 
maybe mm-hmm. some stuff that you're not on the same page about, I don't know, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and you're like, oh, it's fine. <laughs> I just, <laughs> yep. I like this, so we're just gonna forget about all that. Um, and I now, have to hook up, let's forget about your, your problems. <laughs> right. Because how many times have you heard that from a friend or something? They're like, oh, but the chemistry is really good. Yeah. It's like, so? You hear, this, you hear that people who are in long-term relationships. It's just like, all they, they complain, 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 and it's, th- it's this is bad, this is horrible, I can't stand this, I can't stand this. I'm like, well, then why? Oh, you don't understand, though. Chemistry. I'm like, your chemistry sounds like, <laughs> it's like literally one chemical away from just exploding. <laughs> all but like what you're talking about too you know and joe led with this and we kind of hit like that is something i struggle with now too because i look at it like you know like art there's sometimes i can get look at a piece of art and it's obvious because of senses i could physically speak to the things that i see right um and so I could look at like, you know, a, a, you know, a woman like that. And it's just like, yeah, you know, sometimes the first things that just pop up and like, I just want to say, gosh, you've got beautiful eyes or I really like how your hair looks. Then I'm like, okay, wait a second. That's creep factor number two, I guess today, because I, I can't say those things. But then it's like, well, how am I supposed to get into this deep conversation to show that there's depth right to your point, Maria? But then I'm like, do I lead with so? Um, your favorite psychologist <laughs> you tell me why you know because I'm, like, I'm like trying to figure out what depth is for that person and then it, is that depth for me and then it's the first thing that we talk about really not clicking so then it means there's it, that's the thing that's like mind-boggling for me sometimes you know what i mean that's just like so then then i'm like i just kind of curl back and be like i don't type anything and i just speak to the screen and be like you're pretty <laughs> <laughs> it it it, it I feel that same thing, but what tends to happen with me is I'll end up becoming your best friend. Mm. You know, and it's like, oh great, I have another friend. Growing up in junior high and high school, my nickname was, and I could share this with you because you all are awesome, was Emo Pond, which is short for emotional tampon. Because oh my gosh. All the girls would come to me with all their problems and all their relationships. And yes, Joe will joke. But then I'd be like, okay, so like, is there a chance that maybe you and I can do something now? Because you're happy with your boyfriend. So I'm, like, I'm a good listener, yes? <laughs> you know what I mean? So I feel Joe on that. And again, neither Joe nor I, we want to help people. We want to be there for people. But not we we also have to recognize there there are needs that we have too there are wants that we have as well and you know so it's like tough to like lead the conversation with listen i'm a good listener i like to help (laughs) that's not all i want to do right like i've been joking around a lot with mike i'm like i wonder if i'm ever gonna have a makeout party again (laughs) i wonder do you want to book a you want to book a call with me we can (laughs) (laughs) yeah probably Um, but Mike, um, that's very interesting. And uh, one thing that I've learned is nobody ever asks the therapist, nobody ever asks the coach if they're okay. Right. We mm. have we have shit. If anything, we have more shit, and that's why we even got into this field <laughs> to begin mm-hmm. with. Yeah. Um, because we want to teach people how to avoid the shit or get over the shit, you know. But nobody ever asks the therapist, nobody ever asks the coach if they're okay. And then what I've noticed is that like during this quarantine, 
I, I lost my shit. I lost my shit in a big way and I didn't know how to handle it. And then I went to some people that I shouldn't have gone to that I thought I could trust, but they didn't know how to deal with my feelings and my emotions. And I was just shot to shit even more. And I sank further in my hole and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, therapists and people in the helping profession, <laughs> we have feelings. <laughs> We do. Typically really big feelings. All of the feels. And Brene yeah. Brown talks about that in her in her video about vulnerability, where she's like, yes. you know, when she goes to a therapist, she's got to go to a therapist that sees therapists because their right. old readers are like so on point, right? You know? <laughs> and, and I respect that. I really do. And that's what like I tell people who like think about going to a counselor or a therapist or a life coach. I'm like, that's a beautiful thing. I was like, but if you're gonna go and hide yourself it's not going to be what you think. You know what I mean? It's just, so, you know, it is nice to have a conversation with somebody to feel if you have that, at least that comfort level to expose yourself to somebody. If not, you know, you're going to want to keep looking because to, to do life coaching as, as a, somebody who's go, as a client or counseling or therapy half-ass is, is not really going to serve you in, in the way that you, you, you know, you may be looking for. And that's, that's something I found out about myself. And when I, I, when I went to counseling, when I saw my therapist for the first time, I, mean, I used to tell Joe, I was like, this is the best thing ever. Everybody needs to go to therapy because this is awesome. So like, I, I, like, I, I was like, all like the veil lifted the mask off. You know what I mean? I was no longer peeking behind a couch. I was like, all right, so you're ready for this? Cause here comes full on my bread get ready. And <laughs> my inner monster which i love um came out like this is all the stuff that i've been absolutely chewing on inside of michael so here it comes and and i think that's a lifelong thing though too because i think there are times where we get into these these real beautiful rhythms uh, but then maria to your point then it's like we stub our toe on life and it's like oh hot damn i'm i'm gonna deal with some stuff right now everything looked great but not feeling great, you know what I mean? So I think that's, uh, I think that's beautiful. I, think, I don't think people need to look at counseling or therapy as, as an end game. I think it's a tool, you know what I mean? A tool that you could access when you need it because chances are, because life is life, you're gonna need it. <laughs> who knows yeah. when, who knows what's gonna be your trigger and what's gonna drive that though. Uh, but it's just nice to know that you have that, something you can feel that I can just totally expose myself. And they're not emotionally invested in me. But they just yes. pat my head and say, yeah, you do, you, 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 you are struggling, but that's okay. It's all going to be, be better if you just uh -huh. eat the butter and jelly sandwich. You know what I mean? <laughs> work to do. And if you don't do work, it's like, this is going to continue. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like our friends mean the best, but sometimes they're not equipped to dealing with when you discuss your emotions. It's usually when someone discusses, a, you know, a weird emotion, like, oh, I feel sad today. I feel angry, whatever people don't know how to how to respond to that they feel awkward and then they try to uh deflect and they're like oh you'll get better just just eat a peanut butter jelly sandwich you're, you're gonna be okay but people don't know how to how to react when or how to respond when people share these tough emotions and I see my my therapist every week and she I see her to help keep me at baseline for the most part you know because I will be it, dealing with other people's emotions and she helps a lot and she helped me when I went to shit you know um, but sometimes friends they may mean the best but they they're not so equipped with dealing with how to handle 
intense emotions. <laughs> yeah. Or even like, I'm even thinking of, you know, say someone is doing okay in their life, you know, they're above baseline and they're seeking some advice. A, a friend without knowing it is going to say uh, a piece of information that makes them comfortable. So, or, you know, however they were raised and programmed, it's like, oh, well, you should just do this. Um, and they can't help it. They have a biased opinion because they care about you and they want you to be safe, small, and maybe a little happy, but like, don't do big, scary stuff because I don't know how I'll feel about that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so true. That's so yeah. true. Uh, kind of painted this picture for me a while ago um, with regard to friends and family and help. Like, if you look at like a bucket of, I think it was crabs, bucket of crabs or lobsters, whatevs. <laughs> But they're in there. It's like one might be crawling out, and as it's crawling out, the other ones are like, oh, no, turn it back in. Yeah, and that's friends and family. Like they do have the, you know, their heart may be in the right place, but uh -huh. they're just trying to keep you where they may be because that's yeah. what, you know that's what's comfortable to them. And again, not that that's wrong, but it's not necessarily um, aligning with where you're at or where. More importantly the growth that you're trying to actually, or the healing you're trying to actually um, achieve and experience. And I think that's when I want to just feel loved, absolutely loved with no condition. Yes. I call my mommy or I even reach out to Joe. <laughs> you know, there are times though, where Joe will be very direct with me. And I tell him the difference between I feel between Joe and I is when he is dealing with stuff, he gets the, the mad, he gets, there's madness about it. When, I deal, when I'm dealing with stuff, there's sadness about it, right? So it's just like, Joe, I know when Joe's like having a day because he'd be like, mm, and then like when, when I'm having a day, like the other day, he just called me. He's like, I answered the phone FaceTime. He's like, were you just crying? I'm like, yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like. I was like, yeah, me too, about 20 minutes ago. What's right? up? <laughs> but like, it's interesting because both of us are in this world. I think we also kind of walk this unwritten line with each other where we don't try to life coach each other, but we don't try to just be friends though either. So it's like this. We know how to call each other out. Right. You know? Yeah. Like it's, we can, we've, 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 we've learned how to uh, call each other on our bullshit. Yeah. And it's good to have those, those, those people right. in our yeah. lives. The, and the even, if it means, even means we walk away from each other and be like, okay, douchebag. I don't know if that's what I really wanted to hear. Uh, and then I'll, <laughs> I'll go do something else then. You know what I mean? I'll go like read a book. I'll go, you know, I, I, I'm able to take that, um, but then release it as well. Um, and I don't mm -hmm. just kind of set up camp and, you know, my mom saying, Michael, you're the best middle child ever. Or Joe saying you're acting like an idiot or what have you. It's like, okay, let me take this all in because this is a neat little broad brushed picture being painted of Michael right now. <laughs> Where are my paintbrushes and how can I color, you know, the, kind of the empty spaces here? So it's, it's just, it's, it's interesting when you are, are open to, to receiving, um, but also recognizing that there are some times where there's a, a lesson that really needs a little bit more of your attention and mindfulness. And I think that's, that's been helpful to me as well. Uh, guys, this was great. And it's been an hour and a half. How about that? Wow. Yeah. Well, what is time? I mean, yeah. time, time is not even real anymore. But before we jump off, can we go around a circle and just let everyone know? I mean, I'll link all of this in the show notes, but let everyone know where they can find you in case they need some 
relationship coaching or really anything or just the smack upside the head. <laughs> um, I don't care whoever wants to go first. Where can the world find you? Michael Barata, you can call me, uh, you can find me at michaelbarata.org if you need anything. Great. Uh, I like to hang out on Instagram and Facebook, you know, whatever. Yeah. No big deal. Um, <laughs> uh, so my handle is my name, Caitlin Bebb. Uh, Caitlin with a C-B-E-B-B. -E um, yeah, hop in, hop on, read my thoughts on dating and other stuff <laughs> and watch some story dance parties oh daily dance parties <laughs> <laughs> and uh i am maria two straps and i'm still on instagram my my business instagram is is up my personal one it was the one i temporarily disabled but my business instagram is at underscore sex and squats and then you can find me on my website that I am revamping right now. Ooh. So interesting uh, enough, Maria, I know you listed some other activities. I don't know if you said this one. Now they just heard that. You have to squat during sex, too. So for next that time, is a good point. You have to squat and you have to deadlift, too. You have to. <laughs> there it is, people. <laughs> and you have to plank. And you, <laughs> and you got to lunge at sometimes. And you got to hold things up at sometimes. You work out to get that sex right. You do. You do. Sex and oh, guys, thank you all so much for um, hanging out with me for, for a little bit and sharing your stories with everyone. I really appreciate it. I think someone will get something from this. That's all that matters. Um, but I really appreciate you all. I'm so thankful that you all are in my life, um, that we've all, you know, come together. And who knows, maybe we'll be here for another month. So I would say if we are in here for another month, let's regroup at the end of next month. Thank, again. You for being, thank you for being the host. Maria, Caitlin, it was an absolute pleasure to e-meet you. So thank you so much for the, the knowledge that you dropped on me today. Really super helpful, I appreciate it. And yes, thank you to you both. It was a pleasure to meet you, Mike. And Joe, thank you for having us and for thinking of us during this. Yeah, for sure. I had a great time. Yeah. Me too, it was great. It was great, you know. <laughs> it was so fucking fun. An hour and a half, like what? Right, right. Um, so everyone else, check out these beautiful people. We're all here to help you. And we're a bunch of fucking weirdos too. So we're all a work in progress. <laughs>